0: known as the female mind. We are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirless and joining me today is yes. Jess. And we are here to talk dirt gently. And we are on episode 3. Mm-hmm. Rogue Wall Enthusiasts. So, this one was fun. We have a lot more Bart in this one. Um, Actually, Bart and... I'm a blanking on his name. I'm the worst with every name in this show. It's Inko character. Why am I totally blanking? I hate that. I just have, like, brain parts. Ken.
1: Ken. Do they ever say his name?
0: Like, yeah, they say Ken, but I never... I don't think they say last name. okay. Whereas, you know, we get Todd Broxman. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they say... It. Did we get Ferris last
1: name? I think they say it. I think, I think they must. At least once.
0: But anyway... Let's go back and actually talk about this episode. So, digging into Patrick Springs' past, Fair and Dirk discover the first really big clue into his murder. Todd goes to the police, only to learn he has no safe harbor left, and Amanda must deal with the looming presence of her life. So, Amanda. I feel so bad for her with all the stuff that's happening, like the disease, which we still fail to remember the name of. I still don't know if that's a real thing.
1: Like, I, have yeah, you, I've never heard of it in real life, and you, I mean, you would think that we would know, but but then again, there's, there's, like, there's so many, many, many things. But like, you. I'm the
0: librarian. Mm-hmm. One girl who, like, her senses are actually all mixed up.
1: It's a real thing. Yes, actually, there Which was a, I didn't there was a that. Doctor Who, or not a Doctor Who. It would be more interesting. There was a <laughs> Doctor House uh, episode about somebody who I don't know where her she started seeing with her ears, and she was like a like doing a fighter pilot simulation or something. It was a really big deal. She wanted to go into space. It's weird. It did not work. It's not very well done. So definitely not something you want to have in your real life. Right. So um, in, in this episode,
0: though, because Amanda decides, well, Dirk might be right. Mm-hmm. That if it's going to happen, it's going to happen wherever. So why stay confined to the house? Although I can understand that because if you're in the home, you're like, feel safe. Because that is, you know, what you're used to.
1: Well, and you know that, you know, there's very little there that's going to hurt you. you. You aren't as probably as, you know, anxious or, you know, reticent to, put yourself out there and being in in an unknown place and then also I mean this sounds crazy because you know oh you're dealing with actual physical manifestation of pain well it's not actual pain but like in your brain Mm -hmm. where pain is it's actual and it's real and to her it's real but I mean there's a little bit of an embarrassment factor too like what am I going to say how do I explain this what happens if I'm trying to you know check out at the grocery store and this happens and all of a sudden everyone doesn't know what's happening to me Mm -hmm. so it's it's scary, and then it's emotionally kind of terrifying, too. And that's exactly what happens. So she goes to the store,
0: and she's excited. She's like, oh, cheese samples, and oh, look at this. And, like, she's feeling like she's totally normal. Mm-hmm. It's just for a few minutes. But then she gets to the checkout, and what was it, like, her hands caught fire? It was or like she? they
1: were, like, oh, was It ice? burnt. It
0: was, I think that was the iPhone. I don't know. There's no, I, Unfortunately, like, we watch them all together, and it kind of runs in. But, Yeah. She had this episode, and she goes outside, and she's screaming, and these guys start to videotape her. Which I'm sorry, I mean, don't you think you should go? Are you okay? Something. Nobody is asking her if she's okay. They're just like, oh, she's crazy, and just vi- filming it because that is the society we are
1: in now. I honestly, when I saw this, I could I could only think of one thing, and it was you're gonna laugh so hard. Matt Smith in the Eleventh Hour, which is maybe one of my favorite, argu- arguably one of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who. Where he's like, the end comes, as it always, is going to down the end of a camera phone. Right? It's so true. Because now it's like weird spectator-like situations. and Oh, that just happened recently. Because we are recording
0: this quite a bit after this actually aired. And there was something going on about a woman having a meltdown. She was waiting in line to check out. And somebody else, their friend, brought two more items to her to check out. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't done being checked out. So it's not like... You Know anything else happened,
1: but yeah, people and, weren't filming instead of saying anything, right? So. And she, it's probably not that she was even holding up the lines, or she, she was still ringing up, so she, it was just that oh, really? That the two seconds is gonna ring take her to bring up two more shorts. Are you kidding me? It's racism, but so. yeah, it's well,
0: even, well, I don't know, I didn't um, watch the video. I'm just saying, in general, it's like nobody tried to stop it, nobody tried to help, you know, and it's kind of the same thing with Amanda, nobody's helping until dun dun dun, dun. right. The Rowdy Three, who are obviously the same, because there's four.
1: I love them so much.
0: They show up, and I love it that they're breaking the cameras and stuff. They're like, oh, you thought you were going to be, you know, funny and take this. Nope. Now you don't have the phone. So they destroy all that, and then they go around here and do that weird soul-sucking thing that we don't have a clue what it is. We don't know
1: exactly what they're doing.
0: They're hungry. It was weird, but it stopped the episode from happening. Mm Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that they did, because we still haven't learned what their power is. I, I'm going to have to say power, because what else is it?
1: Yeah, nothing else really makes sense. Yeah, it's got to be some sort of ability.
0: Yeah. But they managed to, yeah, pull that out of her, and she stops, and, and she's kind of, well, relieved. But saved? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to say it that way, because it seems like the Rowdy Three wouldn't be saving somebody.
1: Well, you know, that's, I mean, I feel like one of those great things about this show, too, is that you're you're looking at people and they're they're hardly ever exactly how you expect them to be based on stereotypes. Like, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, I wonder how much of that is credited to Douglas Adams the way he wrote, and, you know, obviously you're a big fan, and I've read the Guardians or, or, <laughs> the of the Galaxy. <laughs> There's like, so many galaxies! It's a whole
0: different thing. Right.
1: <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of that takes place there where he's, you know, changing expectations based on his character. So I wonder if a lot of that is, like, a nod to him, and I wonder if some of that, too, is, you know, the way that BBC is running the show. But it's, I thought it was a really interesting take that these guys that look kind of scary are saviors for her.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's hope, we'll see how the rest of it goes.
1: That's uh, true. Well, at that moment.
0: In that yes, moment. In that moment, at least. know yeah. Which I, I don't foresee them being, like, the
1: bad guys. Oh, and it's a fictitious fictitious disease called oh, parabulatite peer. Ferrari bulitis. I hope I said that right. <laughs> Apologies if I didn't.
0: So it is not real. So, okay.
1: That's good. That
0: would be terrible. That would be
1: a scary, scary disease.
0: Uh, let me see what else we had. We had Ken and Bart dealing with the bikers. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, last episode, she ended up killing the one. Right. And like the guy last episode was no so, I can't even talk, so nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah, we do this all the time. No, I'm gonna kill you. It's like, what? And so now Bart, you know, they're her and Ken are tied up to a fence with duct tape, basically because they got jumped by a bunch of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're waiting for like them to come back. And what they do, and Ken's like, you got to do something. She's like, ah, well, you might die, or you might die, and then I might be able to do this, or you yeah, know, she's, she's giving all, she's running down. all this
1: is, exactly. She kind of says either, okay, well, you're gonna die, and I'm gonna kill them, or. I'm gonna kill them, and we're gonna get away. Or they're gonna kill both of us. But that's probably not gonna happen. I'm gonna kill. You're, they're gonna kill you, and I'm gonna kill them. I'm gonna kill them. And they're gonna. Kill, I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> it's like it didn't seem very um, helpful, I guess. Because poor no, Ken, Ken was not comforted at all. No, I, I it didn't make him, him feel better that she was gonna kill them after they killed him. Um, she's got a really terrible bedside manner. That's what we're gonna say. <laughs> But it was—it's it, an interesting thing too with her character because she's so removed from the situation. Even the killing—it's not, you know, it's certainly not a crime of action. It's—it's it's not a weird psychotic thing no. necessarily. It's just like,
0: okay, this has to happen in this moment, and that's because the that's way what it the is. universe needs needs to happen exactly. Which is weird, but I'm assuming because this is only episode three, it's like. Diving into this, we are going to learn more. Somehow it's going to mm-hmm. pop up in her head and we're going to get more information. I want to know more about this particular project, mm-hmm. is what
1: yes. I'm interested in.
0: Because she's, she's part of the project or just or how she knows about Dirk Um
1: I think that that's, I can't remember if that was discussed in that one, but I know we, we have seen that. We've seen it at some point. Yeah. But I
0: don't know. She's just very straightforward and just seems like she has been living. So far removed from society. You know, she doesn't understand. She doesn't know what commercials are.
1: She doesn't, she doesn't know, know the songs on the radio. You know, it just seems very strange. It, well, I mean, and even just him explaining things to her, like, you know, okay, well, we're going to, we need clothes. We're, we need money to get clothes. And she's like, oh, I have all this money. How do you have all this money? What are you talking about? Right. It's it's weird, and I hope they give us more information, because
0: if she's supposed to be like dirt, but she's not, if that makes sense. Because... She is kind of like a child. You know? I feel. She's I feel like been like super sheltered somehow.
1: You know. I mean, obviously, I feel like they're they're meant to be a foil to each other, at least for the the narrative. But I think yeah, this kind of idea that the two te- the two sides are equal but opposite mm-hmm. makes oh, yeah, sense. I think you start talking about that because you have
0: Bart and you have Ken, and then you have Todd and Dirk, mm-hmm. and like even when they've talked and they've kind of gone back and forth, like. The exact same thing is being said. Right,
1: right. Which is so weird. Yeah, Ken and Todd are basically, like, sharing a script, and it's honestly the funniest thing, because they're, you know, they're being dragged around by these crazy people, and, well. (laughs) By these crazy people. (laughs) Well, I'm 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 not going to say Bart
0: is a little more crazy than Dirk. Dirk seems very eccentric, whereas
1: Bart just seems like Well, because he's not killing people. Yeah, that's true. If she wasn't killing people, then we would just say she was weird. That's true. I feel like the crazy, the crazy is, you know, subjective in this case. But really, yeah, I know the killing people's one throws it over. But well, Bart and her craziness managed to save the day. Yes, because what was it? The big
0: bad for the bikers gets there, and she's like, "Oh, that's who we're waiting for." And he shot, shot at them, I think is what it was, and, and you then can't missed, kill her, yeah. But missed, and she got loose, and then she totally beat them all down and killed mm-hmm. them. It was like, what the heck just happened? Because it was really surprising, and it was. Wow, it happened, and Ken's just, like, with his mouth open.
1: Right, barely, it hasn't it hasn't moved, and it's just basically like, okay, well, so that happened, and now we've got to
0: move on. <laughs> so they get away, obviously, mm-hmm. and they're safe-ish when she's all in biker leather, which is kind of funny. Because then she put, like, big old like, leather pants on or chaps or something. It was, It was just not something I was expecting her to wear. But then again, I mean... She's just kind of crazy, and we haven't seen her in a whole lot of anything except kind of blood-covered dirty rags clothes. And, like,
1: rags. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So there was that,
0: and they went on their merry way. Although I think at this point, Ken is starting to feel very, not
1: useful, but
0: in the right place.
1: He's he's beginning more and more to realize that there is, there's definitely something to him being there, whether or not he is 100% in agreement or even following... It's, it, I feel like it takes him a little while to get really gung-ho, like, yes, this is what we're doing. Yes, we're killing Dirk Kintley. Yes. Right. You know. Which, I mean, is is good and right and, and hopeful because, you know, I wouldn't hope that he would turn right around and be like, yeah, let's kill this dude whatever.
0: You know. Yeah, that would be kind of know. weird. I don't know. I Just man.
1: like, all right.
0: Okay, so really cool. like, we'll just take him it out. It's like, uh. I'm busy
1: today. Can I pencil you in for tomorrow? Right. Uh,
0: let me see. so Todd is trying to find out what is happening. Basically, his world has been turned upside down
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of dirt. And he even goes to the police to try to talk to them. And he's trying to talk to them about the dog,
1: the corgi. The corny that keeps appearing everywhere. We have no idea why. And, of course, the two detectives are immediately suspicious of him. Right. Why, why are you here? Why did you bring this dog?
0: No, not even why did you bring it. Because they had the dog. Oh, that's right. Because they have the dog in a box, which mm-hmm. just seems weird. But, you know, they're like, what do you know about the dog? And he's like, well what do you mean? I came here to talk to you about this. And they're like, yeah, but what do you know? Um, oh. I mean, I like the detectives and they're back and forth, but the way they are just constantly trying to pin everything on Todd, like, well, what did you do? Mm-hmm. How did you know? What do you mean? What did I do? I didn't do anything. It's like you need to bring it back, dial it back a notch and help me out because that doesn't make any sense that I am here. And you guys think that you know, I did
1: something. Why would I be here? Right. Exactly. Although, although in their defense, there is a whole like uh, subset of like criminals and murderers who uh, their mo is to like insert themselves in the investigation because it's like exciting for them because they want to prove that they're outsmarting people. Obviously, this is not Todd, <laughs> but you know, hardened veterans of the force. Maybe they think, okay, well, this crazy a hole like killed this chick buried her and ate her toenails, and now he's trying to make fun of us. Or I don't know. I don't know. Though. They seem weird. They would come up with a weird emo. They'd <laughs> finish
0: each other's sentences, at least. Exactly. But, uh... Yeah. I feel like it's more Zimmerfield than Estevez at this point, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
0: Because Estevez is the younger one. And, I don't know, I, although I don't feel like he's, you know, 100% either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Like, I feel like this doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, people. I feel like I'm...
1: Well, even... Not quite there with my thought process. Well, even looking at that crime scene, I mean, the idea that... Just, I mean, just the crime scene completely removed from dirt, completely removed from everything, you know, it's crazy to think that dirt could have done all that alone. There was, like, a lot of, like, mayhem. There's, like, missing body parts. You know, there's, like, half a dude in the corner. Oh, well... So,
0: what no, the fire mm-hmm. with um? oh Gosh, what is his name? Gorman Rimmer.
1: But that's the, that's, the, that's the real problem is that he keeps he keeps
0: showing he up. is at every crime scene. Yeah, he keeps showing up, <laughs> which I guess is kind of weird. <laughs> so they they had the fire. Yeah, he Dirk was well. No, I didn't even know Dirk's there yet. at the fire. No, the you, Todd was there because Todd. Well, didn't no, no say that's what, yeah,
1: that's the thing is that Dirk Dirk isn't even that much on the radar. and and when he is, it's only because he's hanging out with Todd. Because Todd was at the hotel. He was at the fire. He keeps, he's obsessed with this dog that just showed up out of nowhere. Like, you know, he's being weird. That's true. So, and, and it's, you know, you could ignore the first one. The second one's going to make you wonder. And then the third is, you know.
0: Except they were like, from the go. Mm-hmm. That's well, true. Well, that's here. true.
1: He's like, I'm
0: a bellboy. Why wouldn't I be here in the hospital? Or in the hospital. If in the hotel.
1: And the I'm dressed as a bellboy.
0: Right. Like, I'm and wearing. He's going to beautiful. tell you he set me up here. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's, things are getting weird. You, we are seeing the connections a little more. So, it's a dog right now. Mm-hmm. He's in a police custody. It just seems strange to say that. That too. is hilarious. And I guess we just got to see what happens from here for the next episode. But anything else? I know it's like kind of hard to talk about it without giving away. Because unfortunately, we didn't do it as. As the show was airing, and so, so we know more than we and I show don't want to say. <laughs> so I'm really sorry, people. I'm sorry. Don't hate us. But we want to know what you think about Dirk Gently and the Holistic Detective Agency.
1: Yes, and all—I mean, all your theories, all—all uh, all your theories regarding the uh, different characters and how they're differing from the novel i mean i'd love to hear i feel like i keep saying i'm going to read it and i can't get it i just bought the novel so we will be doing a book to screen in between seasons because this will be coming back for season two yeah we're super excited about that i am excited and we'd love to hear any speculation you have or think you have or maybe dreamed about for uh (laughs) season two because i cannot i cannot wait to see where they go with it and of course if you have fanfic because there's always fanfic even though Douglas Adams is just kind of
0: you know, fanfic himself is what I feel like.
1: Oh uh-huh. Jazz will read fanfic. I will. You Can send you send us emails. I don't care how somebody is. <laughs> I will take one for the team. No, I actually like I'm super interested because I feel like these characters are so are so interesting and they're being so well written and acted, of course, that yeah, I feel like it would be the fanfic would write itself because their voices are so clear. So I think it'd be awesome. So send it to us, I'll totally read it. podcast. Podcast at Gmailcom.
0: Yeah, did you get that? Let me yes, try that yeah. one again. podcast at gmail.com because my tongue apparently is falling asleep and it can't right. <laughs> um, And of course, fangirlzone.com. Check us out on Twitter, which we finally got the Twitter handle because it only took me forever to realize I probably should do that. That was F G Z podcast, right? You know, it would be really great if I remembered everything, but alas, it does not always happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I
1: to remember everything in the world, people. Like, yeah. it's really hard. FGZ large.
0: podcast. But if you ever have questions and you want to know, just head over to www.fangirlzone.com because everything's on our contact page. It just makes it easier that way. Because, obviously, I can't think. And that happens. All right. So, this episode episode three episode of three I think we are mostly concluded so stay tuned we'll have more for the rest of the season and obviously going into season two
1: which is, is a big thing for Jess and I it's the first time it's the first time no, it's, it's
0: the second one going in because we had Preacher this year and now we have Dirt we actually
1: have two shows this has been our lucky have, year
0: that have made it into a second season this doesn't oh happen no, so no, this has, has never happened for us <laughs> I can't
1: I can't believe I forgot about
0: Preacher <laughs> That's because we dislike all these shows oh. that just never make it. Almost it's human. It's Constantine. Yep. This makes me sad. Anyway. Oh, right. All right, people. From the Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean
1: Fangirl And Jess. And until next time. Later.